0: It's Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click williamsoncadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagaki. All
1: right, let's uh, move our attention now to the ACC. And we are delighted to have with us Eric McClain from the ACC Network. Eric, always great to talk with you. Enjoy your work on the ACC Network. Thank you very much for being with us.
2: No question. Always fun to talk a little ball and talk some ACC. Thank you for having me.
1: Eric, I saw the commissioner uh, on the ACC Network, and we had him on the show here about two weeks ago. And he seems very intent on making football a very high priority inside the ACC. Uh, for a long time, the ACC considered a basketball conference. It seems like he wants football to be even more competitive. How does he do that? What What does he need to do to make football even more important?
2: Yeah, well, I think it starts with exactly what he's doing and, and kind of identifying, speaking up about it and saying, hey, th- this needs to be a priority for all 14 schools uh, in our great conference and and if you're you're not paying much attention to it if you're not funding it correctly if you're not giving it uh the, again the attention that it needs uh things need to change and, and i think it's a great move i think that there's no question that you know football has become you know just america's sport college football and and everybody pays attention to it everybody's tuned in and wants to know what's happening and so that takes you know dedication from an entire conference not just you know a top tier top five group of teams we need all 14 to be locked in and you know it's going to be exciting to see you know what does the acc look like five ten years from now with his direction with his leadership and the visionary that he is i think it's very exciting
1: you know i think Maybe a little bit. The people down here probably not much different than maybe those in Syracuse or Louisville. Always felt like, hey, wait a minute, we came from from the Big East. We felt a little more inclusive. This kind of feels like Carolina centric here. Uh, I feel like the commissioner is trying to expand to expand, not expand the conference in terms of of of, of schools or teams, but. Expand the feeling that everybody's in 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 the conference together.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any question. There was a little bit of that stigma, and again, being an alumni, uh, our previous commissioner of UNC, and and just looking at you know the things that he had done in his tenure and and some things you know, maybe people thought were more favorable to North Carolina. You know, now it's a totally blank slate. And, you know, Mr. Phillips wants to, you know, do it the right thing and, and do things the right way and, you know, just completely starting over essentially with, you know, building this brand and building who he is as a commissioner. You know, he just finished his tour of all the universities that are a part of the conference. And, you know, being there, talking to the student athletes, talking uh, to the coaches, administrators, et cetera, on campus, I think it's a tremendous start. And uh, again, just very excited for his leadership moving forward.
1: I would toss this out to you. Obviously, Clemson has dominated the ACC in football in the last five years. And some of our fans might find this uh, uh, hard to believe. Miami has the second best record in the ACC in the last five years. The record is 27 and 14. The last three years, Florida State's under 500. Over the last five years, Virginia Tech is 38 and 26 overall under Justin Fuente. And even though Miami has the second best record inside the ACC at 27 and 14, I think everybody would agree that all three need to be better in order for the ACC to be more relevant.
2: I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, the, the ACC, college football in general, needs Miami and Florida State especially to be back and to be dominating and, and to be, you know, in these massive caliber games Uh, we we just saw the announcement of Labor Day weekend and and the, the game times and the excitement that is around that. And both of those schools are are on that graphic and, and mentioned and on prime time, uh, obviously Miami opening against Alabama and Florida state opening against Notre Dame. So uh, I think there's no question and, and Virginia tech as well, just to get back to, you know, a level of consistency, uh, that we're, we expected from them and that we saw in the early two thousands and mid two thousands that quite frankly, in the last couple of years, um, looking at Virginia tech, looking at Florida state hasn't really been there. You know, I, I think, especially with Virginia tech, it's been such a roller coaster and, and, you know, it's hard to figure out why, you know, you have so many people leaving so many people transferring in, um, and just week to week, almost looking like a different team. Uh, so consistency's name of the game. Um, I, I think Miami, obviously, in a very good position to to make a lot of noise this year. Mainly dependent on you know De'Aaron King's health and his knee, but you know they, they are kind of leading the pack of that three. And you know, hopefully, they pull everybody else along.
1: I want to circle back to you before we leave about Miami and Alabama. Uh, the commissioner, and you just mentioned that the Labor Day blockbuster games and it seems to me he's very interested in that uh, those types of games that type of scheduling how do you think moving forward the ACC gets more of those games because some of those games might be within the conference do they go again with more conference games down the road does he get away from and I know there's a bylaw but does he get away from the divisions and just have a uh, round robin play
2: yeah, I don't think there's any question. Those three things that you just mentioned are how when people ask me, Okay, how do we make football more important? What what does that mean? What are steps to get there? And I think that's absolutely right. I mean, again, you look at the that slate of games that I just mentioned to you, um, and, and even a couple of that we didn't mention, Louisville and, and Old Miss, there are four massive, massive games on the biggest network, on the biggest channels, on the biggest you know weekend of college football that's where you start making these strides now the teams also have to keep up their end of the bargain too and they have to go perform you can't go out there and get embarrassed if, if the acc goes over for four that weekend i mean how abysmal would that be yeah. um but you just you just have to be in those games to start with and then you obviously have to perform in them i think the the second thing that you you mentioned there with you know taking away divisions i, I am such a supporter of that i want the two best teams playing in charlotte with the two best records so we can potentially have two acc teams in the playoff i don't want a six and six pittsburgh playing an undefeated clemson i'm not interested in that just because they have six wins on the coastal side so i think there's a way to do it i think it's something that you know the acc needs to really pay attention to and you know just take last year of how successful that was and say, hey, w- th- this needs to be a full time thing.
1: Yeah. Well, everything has changed. Well, the, maybe the one thing, the good thing, the one good thing that came out of COVID is that is that there, there had to be a lot of creative thinking a year ago, so they had to rip up some of the rules, and perhaps one of the rules that they're going to rip up here in the future will be this bylaw about uh, you need two divisions in order to have a championship game. I am with you. I would like to see just one conference and the two best fight it out at the end.
2: No question. I think that's how you get your best product. Again, we saw it this year with number two and number three in the country playing in the ACC championship. The last time uh, I believe we had two ranked teams playing each other was Clemson, Miami, and the time before that, Clemson and UNC. So I don't think there's any question that it needs to happen. It's going to give you better football. It's going to give you more of a chance to guarantee – having a team in the college football playoff which honestly should be every conference's goal. We, we want to set up our conference with the best situation possible uh, to have a team or multiple teams in the playoffs.
1: ACC Network's Eric McLean is our guest here tonight on the show. Expansion of the playoff, that seems to be coming very soon. It seems to me, without saying it, ring between the lines, most people agree that we need to see some kind of expansion. How do we navigate expansion with very traditional bowl games?
2: Yeah. You know, I, I'm all for that as well. You know, again, better football, better product, more eyes on it, more people excited, more people in the country uh, involved with it. So my, my thing with, you know, these, these folks that say, OK, you expand the playoff and guess what? It's still going to be Alabama and Clemson. That's fine. But at the end of the day. There's more people involved. There's more opportunity to have other people in the country playing in these games. Think of how regionalized the playoff has become to basically the southeast um, in these last five years to where it's Clemson, Alabama, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Clemson um, and and LSU. It's it's literally just the southeast and and people are tuning out. I mean, you've got folks on the West Coast, in the Midwest, in the Northeast that just don't want to watch it because it's the same old thing which now if we add it to where every conference champion is in, the the highest ranked G5 or independent is in, and then a couple of at-large bids, that, that involves the entire country. That, that gets everybody interested. You have teams that get hot at the right time, and you never know what could happen. So I think the more opportunity for parity, the better. So let's expand this thing, and let's make it happen.
1: You know, it also keeps – a team's season alive. The argument is today, every game in the regular season matters, but that's not really true. By the halfway point, half the teams are eliminated. 60% of the teams are eliminated. You don't have a chance. If you take a conference champion and it's one against two inside your conference, as you mentioned, you might have two losses. Maybe you have three. You're the second best team. You get hot. You win. You advance. You're still Your team is still alive.
2: 100%. And, and that's again, you, you want opportunity, you want there to be a chance no matter what. And, and again, if, if you have one versus two in your conference, um, because you have that opportunity, you don't have a division that is that is suffocating or hindering that from happening. Um, Again, I just think it's a better product and and something that everybody will want to tune into and watch.
1: I think our big uh, bowl games can also fold in to some kind of playoff uh, expansion system. Uh, Let's go, let's go back to Miami and Alabama for a moment. They're going to open it in Atlanta. And, uh, Alabama lost a lot of guys to the draft. That would be maybe the good news. However, the bad news is you look at their depth chart and see what they have uh, replacing those guys. They still have a monster team. I mean, they are at a, at a level that I think nobody else is at.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question. With, with what you've seen from Alabama, the consistency that in recruiting, in developing players, and winning – Um, which at the end of the day, as a football coach, uh, what else could you ask for from your program? That's what Alabama's done, and, and they are the model of consistency that everybody is chasing uh, for for quite a long time. I mean, we're talking about way back in you know two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and this train is still full steam ahead without any signs of slowing down. So I think when you when you look at it, the roster's jam packed. Yes, they they almost set a record for first round draft picks and total draft picks. But guess what? There's a, another five star in the wing uh, waiting for their turn and, and waiting to step up so there's no question Miami is is going to have to give them everything they have uh hopefully again Dear King will be fully healthy and and truly ready to go because you know Miami's going to need him dearly and, and going to need him to be an absolute playmaker uh to have a chance in this game but again he, he's a special player he's a different player I don't think Miami is out of any game uh with with uh that quarterback number one on the field
1: when you, Every game, you would probably agree, every game has a path, or mostly every game, there is a path to victory for a team. When you play Alabama, that path is very narrow. You're going to have to play almost a perfect game, and we're, we're four months away from trying to figure that out. But the one thing that occurred to Alabama that happened to Alabama last year was by playing all conference games. They had closer games and their backup quarterback who might be their starter this year, didn't get as many reps as he normally would.
2: Yeah, very true. You know, something that is going to be very interesting to see with, um, you know, Bryce coming in as, as the new guy, you know, and not having uh, the, the, opportunity to have experience like we might see in years past Uh, again with these closer games having to keep your starters in there uh, and and keeping everybody going it it will be interesting to see okay this is who he's going against uh, this Miami defense that you know per usual is going to be locked and loaded have some real studs coming back you know in the secondary if Miami can confuse him can get his eyes looking in different places obviously you have a great chance you know, to be successful. But I think the biggest key in this game with Alabama and Miami is going to be protecting the quarterback, whoever it is for Miami. If it's King, obviously you have a little bit more leeway uh, with his mobility and being able to move around. But if it's Garcia, Van Dyke, you know, maybe guys who are, you know, not statues by any means, but definitely not as dynamic as Eric is, you've got to protect them. You've got to give them time. You've got to let them throw the football.
1: I have this feeling that when Miami takes the field, they're, they're going to lose the way in. But uh, we'll go from We'll go. We'll go from there. <laughs> Alabama is huge. Hey, uh, tell our audience, uh, our audience of Hurricane fans, the other teams, a couple of other teams inside the ACC, as we sit here in May, that they should be aware of that you think are going to be challengers in the conference or teams that can make some noise.
2: Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you one team that just got better last night uh, is-, is Boston College. They just signed a tight end, Barry from Jacksonville State, six foot seven, three time All-American tight end, uh, who's an absolute stud. And-, and now Boston College. I mean, that was really the big piece that was missing. You know, Hunter Long declaring for the NFL, being the, the second and third tight end drafted. That was going to be a big hole that they had to refill. Now they've got it, and, and maybe, which is crazy to say, a more dynamic pass catcher. A guy, again, at 6'7", that runs like a deer, can stretch the field, really be a mismatch problem to speed, his length, uh, and really a guy that Phil Dracovic is going to fall in love with uh, very quickly. Um, I think the combination of Trey Berry, the new tight end, and, and Zay Flowers is going to be an amazing one-two punch for Boston College. Uh, the, the the other team I think you should be very aware of uh, the the media darling, if you will, in the last couple of seasons in North Carolina and, and Mac Brown and the Tar Heels. Their offense is going to be loaded. I, I understand they lost so much production, but the one piece that they have coming back, which is always the most important, is the quarterback and, and Sam Howell. Bill Longo, the offensive coordinator, are going to have things dialed up, and so those are two teams that, man, I, I am so locked in on um, that are, are I think are really going to make a big push this year. Of course, along with Miami,
1: you think North Carolina uh, State has any chance of being one of those dark horse teams? They got a lot of guys coming back.
2: Yeah, and that's the most interesting thing with you know North Carolina State is is that the fact that they have all these guys coming back. They had a really good season a year ago at eight and three. The the one thing is though they avoided you know a couple of the teams in the ACC that I would have loved to see them play those three losses you know were to the three better teams that they did play um, but again a ton of depth a ton of experience I think going to have one of the best linebacking cores in the entire country uh, led by Moore and and uh, uh, there at linebacker I think they're really going to be special and if Leary can figure it out at quarterback. You know, look
1: out for NC State. Hey, uh, one other thing. What did you think about the tight end from Boston College Long that went in the draft ahead of Brevin Jordan? Were you surprised at that, number one? Number two, he's coming to the Miami Dolphins, uh, the kid from BC. What are the Dolphins getting?
2: Yeah, no, I I wasn't surprised. You know, I think, you know, for whatever reason – you know, Brevin just, you know, tested slow at his pro day and, and slow comparatively, of course, what, you know, people might have thought. And so maybe that was a couple of red flags that went up. But, you know, Hunter Long is a really special player. He, he's a guy that, again, can split out wide, but loves to put his hand down and be an additional blocker that he's a hard-nosed guy. He's a Boston College guy. So you know you know the toughness level that you're getting from him. So if you're a Miami Dolphin fan, uh, you've got the complete package. You, you don't have just a guy that likes to run routes and look pretty. Uh, he's going to get down and dirty and, and really be able to help you in the run game as well.
1: Eric McLean of the ACC Network. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for your time, brother. I appreciate it.
1: Memorial Day is knocking on the door. That means it's summertime and perhaps that means it's time for a change and maybe you need to add a little luxury to your summer. Perhaps A luxury automobile. May I recommend Williamson Cadillac? Williamson Cadillac, a part of Miami's unique community for over 52 years. And Williamson Cadillac serves this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here. Because Williamson is Miami. Ed Williamson, his lovely wife, Carol Williamson. Nobody knows the car business better. Nobody understands the luxury car business better than Ed and Carol Williamson. And nobody understands customer service. Better than Williamson Cadillac. You can experience everything that Williamson Cadillac has to offer with its award winning lineup. You can make a statement in their unmistakable XT crossovers, engineered to stand out. I am driving the XT5. It is beautiful, it is quiet. It has a lot of room. It is a magnificent drive, the XT5. Or Excite Your Senses in Williamson's CT Sedan Series, dedicated to performance. Or the original icon, the Cadillac Escalade. You can visit their state-of-the-art showroom located US 1 and 104th Street just south of the Palmetto Expressway or view their entire lineup online at WilliamsonCadillac.com. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami
0: a hurricane hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM driven by Williamson Cadillac for value, style, and performance visit Miami's premier luxury dealership click williamsoncadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes Joe Zagacki
1: Hurricanes baseball team 29 and 17 at Louisville this weekend to take on the Cardinals, finishing up the ACC regular season before moving on to Charlotte, North Carolina, for the ACC baseball tournament. As we do each and every week, talking with University of Miami head coach Gino Damari. Hurricanes coming off a uh, series win against Georgia Tech, tough one against FAU the other night, but a nice series win, Gino. Let's start there against Georgia Tech because I thought your team showed a re- showed an awful uh, good fight in that series.
3: Well we did and uh appreciate it, Joey. we of course opening game was a tough one there and it's kind I bet our season it's just a, been a little bit of a roller coaster ride we have games where we we're just just out of the game pretty early and just can't do anything to get back into it and then of course we come back and play a good second game to give ourselves a chance on Sunday and then, you know, Sunday to me might have been at that time the biggest game of the year. Certainly it was an important game, but just the way we fought and came back and was able to win the game late um, you know but again it's like you said and we carry over to last night and just for whatever reason you know just can't seem to put it together and uh, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth but uh, you know we're, we're down to three regular season games and they're all gonna be huge uh, you know just looking at where the seedings are in the ACC tournament of course, you kind of the luck of the draw on who you match up against, but uh, you know we're right in the middle of it. And this this weekend's gonna you know dictate a lot of different. There's gonna be a lot of moving parts after this weekend, I'm sure. Before prior to the weekend, where people are seated, you might have some different, a lot of different seats being adjusted, and uh, you know. So th- this weekend is, is is gonna be a big one. It's a big test, and Louisville's a very good program, so it's gonna be a big test for us.
1: I know you, as you mentioned, disappointed perhaps that it didn't carry over into the FAU game, but there had to be, um, you know, the, the the things that did go well for you against Georgia Tech, uh, hitting with men in scoring position in the Saturday game, the Sunday game, uh, the bullpen coming up with some big plays. Those I think have to be things that hopefully here, uh, as we get into the postseason, your team can rely on.
3: No doubt. You know, the, the key is the starting pitch, and we, we got that. Um, we, we got an excellent out of, you know, out of Jake in terms of, you know, we went five innings and yeah, gave up some runs, but, you know, we minimized. We didn't let anything get out of control like we have done in the past and we kept ourselves in the game. And, you know, one of the strengths of our team is our bullpen. Those guys late late in our bullpen have been really good, and we were able to get to those guys and still be a close game. And then the offense came around, and, you know, of course, yesterday to me is just disappointing. We, we didn't swing the bat really well. The balls that we did hit hard, kind of, you know, hit in double play, and you know, hit some balls into the right field. The wind's blowing dead in, and the few balls that we did hit hard, you know, were knocked down. And um, but that, that, that doesn't matter. You, you still got to find ways to win the game. We tried to put some punts on. We couldn't execute, and we did have some guys, like you said, at Georgia Tech, had guys in scoring position, and we. You know, we hit the clutch. We did not do that the few times we had guys in scoring position. We couldn't get the guys in. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, you know, it's a shame we can not get to that 30 win mark as, as we approach here in Louisville. But, um, you know, these look, we're down to the last three games. And then, you know, we're not coming back home. We'll be out. If we're going to leave from here and head to the ACC tournament. So these next uh, 10 days, two weeks, is going to be huge for us. Yeah.
1: Well, the good news would be, I guess, uh, for your team, it's all baseball now, right? School is over. So for the most part, it's all baseball.
3: Yeah, school's over. Actually had a meeting with our academic people this morning and very, very happy to hear that our guys did very, very well. I think we had 19 guys that got above a 3.0 or higher. So, so I was always nervous about the end of the year and getting the grades, but turned out our guys uh did a really good job here uh to finish up here at the school yeah
1: and this uh this series against louisville they're battling they're 16 and 13 in conference play you're 17 and 15 you know you you could still catch georgia tech there there's a lot to play for in this series against louisville
3: yeah you know and you're looking at the i just i was looking at on the plane coming in the the, the, the games and who's playing who and where and it's, it's no way you could figure out who's going to win any of these games it's just so our conference has just been and this is kind of something we've said all along it's felt like we're kind of kiss of death here adding more games to more conference games to our schedule we're going to beat up on each other and sure enough that's what everybody has done basically other than Notre Dame but even Notre Dame you know they've had a very very good season they didn't play they didn't didn't play as many games they had some series canceled due to different things whether Covid related or weather related, and so it's just been a crazy year to say the least. Yeah.
1: You got to feel though pretty the feel that you're in pretty good shape here uh, to go someplace in the postseason.
3: Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. Uh, you know, we'd have to really fall on our face, and don't expect that to happen. But again, you just you just don't know. You don't know when the committee when it's all said and done and they look at this and, and figure out who's the region, who's you know, going to make it to the NCAA tournament or not, are they going to look at the ACC? I sure hope they do, and say, well, look, these guys played six more extra games in their conference, and and we've played six less games overall than most other teams in the country because we have ACC mandated that we've only played 50 games. That Those two things right there made it very difficult on us, and I can just hope. Uh, the the um, NCA uh, selection committee looks at that and understands that this is this is an odd year, and, and we certainly had different circumstances that created that for us in our conference. And um, I would I would like to think that there are going to be quite a few teams in our conference, and from within our conference, making the tournament.
1: As you come down the stretch here, uh, the consistent the one thing that has been consistent for you. Is Uh, has been the Del Castillo brothers. Christian turns out to be your leading hitter. He's on the show, by the way, uh, here today. Uh, But he's turned out to really be a heck of a player for you. Why do you think he's been so consistent?
3: You know, that's a great question, and I wish I knew the answer, but my gut tells me because he's having a lot of fun and he's playing with no pressure. I think he came in here. I don't think he had high expectations his number one to me, his number one priority was school. And sure enough, who got the best GPA on our team? <laughs> Christian Del Castillo. Three point nine five, got all A's. I think he got one A minus, which probably he's gonna be upset about, but amazing. And he's him and between him and Ben, they got the two hardest class schedules on our team, Ben Langer so you know, just an impressive kid and what an unbelievable story. But to me I think he's just playing the game the way you're supposed to play the game, which is relaxed. Not putting any pressure on himself, not having any high expectations, and um, you know he's 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 shown that. It just nothing's really faced him since the moment he's gotten here, really. And uh, so you know that's I think a lesson for a lot of our players.
1: Hurricanes baseball team wrapping up the regular season this weekend against Louisville in a three-game series. The one thing about this Louisville Cardinal team, uh, always a staple with Louisville, Gino is they like to run the bases on their way to another season of over 100 stolen bases. What kind of pressure does that put on your pitching staff and on your, on your catcher?
3: It's going to be a challenge. They play on turf. Yeah, recruit a lot of good athletes from up in the area up here in the midwest and they uh you know they, they do a good job coach does a good job dan mcdonald of teaching the running game and they play aggressive and uh yeah so it's gonna be it's a challenge we've got a lot of right-handed pitchers which means our guys are gonna have to mix up their uh times to the plate and uh do a good job of uh, giving our catchers a chance to throw them out. The best way to offset that is keep them off the bases. You know, getting the, especially getting the leadoff guy, getting ahead of hitters. All those things are great uh, formulas for, for shutting down or at least slowing the running down, a game down some. So you know that's something that we're going to have to really work on. Haven't had too many teams that have, you know they kind of sit above everybody. You know, there's some teams that run a little more than others, but they they take it to a whole other level. They run a lot.
1: Yeah they've uh, they've put a, a a lot of players uh, into the pros here the last couple of years as you mentioned they've done a really nice job making this a very very competitive baseball program
3: Yeah yeah they uh, like i said they they do a good job of recruiting in the areas that they you know they don't come down our area much they they stay up in the area where they they are very good at like i said they get good at full sport players you know, football guys, guys that play football, baseball, or even basketball, baseball, or other sports. And, you know, they might come in maybe a little bit raw, but by the time they leave here, they're, they're, they're very polished. And that's why you have a lot of those guys that are gone on to uh, professional careers.
1: Let me ask you this for a moment on, on the topic of recruiting. I heard this mentioned today. I don't know if this would apply to baseball or not, but now you have the transfer portal in all the sports. It, Do you think in any way, because now you're able to reach out to a guy that could be a veteran player, does that give you more time to evaluate high school players? Do you think there'll be fewer earlier offers to high school players? That was one of the theories I heard floated out there today, that perhaps there'll be fewer offers to younger players. Therefore, you would have more time to evaluate players, maybe like you did, I don't know, 10 years ago.
3: Yeah, I don't see that uh, occurring, certainly not because of the portal. I mean, your commitments early are – it has no bearing on, you know, guys in the portal. Like, for instance, we have a number of guys committed to us that that are young guys. We don't know what's going into the portal. Right now, actually, there are some kids going into the portal, but it's going to get flooded really much more than it ever has because of the one-time transfer rules now back into effect where athletes can go and transfer and play right away. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's going to slow it down. The thing that will slow early recruiting down is just the NCAA putting rules and regulations, and they're trying. I mean, they've added some where, you know, you can't uh, – you know, have the younger guys on campus. Of course, we've been in a dead period with the COVID. So, but come June first, they are going to open it up for unofficials and officials. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you can't have a freshman now on campus. It's got to be a tenth grader. And so they're trying to keep the younger guys from coming on campus, and you get involved with them as much. But you know what? I, I'm not sure that's going to deter it. Maybe a little bit. Uh, but now the portal will not have anything to do with that.
1: Will the portal? Do you think? I guess you may sort of mention this, but will the portal in baseball be as big as it is in football and basketball? And, and do you have to keep an eye on, and rec- I guess you know assign somebody to recruit to recruit the portal?
3: Yeah, yep. No, no, no. It is. It is as big. Yeah. It's all relative. Understand? We don't have as many players on our team, but we'd be the next. We're, we're the next biggest sport team sport, I would think, with the thirty-five man roster. and, Of course, ours. Right now, because of COVID, it's unlimited. We have 35 guys, but, you know, some colleges have more than 40. I think the rule is going to wind its way back down to 35. It is, but not not next year. It's still it's dropping down. I think it's unlimited, and then it goes to 40 or 42, and it works its way down over three, four years to 35, back to 35. But, no, no, we have our coaches are assigned to the portal every day. They're on it. And, again, I think it's going to be bigger like i said to you and, and again this is for all sports bigger than ever because this one-time transfer thing is i've seen how it worked back in the day it can get crazy uh with guys uh, you know going to different schools so um, it, it is it's just not as publicized or as mainstream as football as we all know which is the big sport but it is in, in our eyes it's just as big absolutely
1: well, I would think that what's got to be flamuxing in your business is, and I saw this mentioned the other day, you know, all these kids that are in the basketball portal. At first, the fan reaction is, what's wrong with my team? But then, as a closer examination showed that kids leaving were stars, stars of programs were leaving. So that gets you to the question of, well, what exactly are they looking for if a guy was a star at one program? Why is he leaving? So, what are they looking for? I guess is the $64,000 question.
3: Yeah. You know what? For, <laughs> there's all kinds of reasons for, for kids leaving. All kinds. You know, maybe a kid wants to go to a program that has a chance to win a championship. Maybe a kid's not happy with his situation. He's not playing as much as he'd like to. Maybe a kid's, um, you know, not happy with him. Uh, there's all kinds of reasons why, uh, this, this occurs. And it's not always just, you know, what you see on face, you think, Oh my gosh, they're just done after and they're leaving. I mean, there's just multiple reasons for it. And, and, you know, if a player feels like he's got a better chance and a better opportunity somewhere else, you know, this kid's in the availability to do that. So uh, there's not one reason, believe me, there's so many different reasons why it can't occur. Uh,
1: what, uh, to
3: deal with it. You get it. Yep. uh,
1: as you go into this series, uh, how's your pitching look? What, how do you feel? Because you've got kind of, kind of have a shorter, condensed week. You feel good about where everybody is.
3: Well, we'll get a bump, guys, up one day, but, but so does everybody else. We're Jake Smith and Jake Garland. Um, Jake Garland, both who Saturday, Sunday for us last week, they'll throw Friday, Saturday for us this week. Because again, this week is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, and they do that always the last week weekend of the season, so that teams can get prepared for their tournament, conference tournament, tournaments. So uh, our biggest move was who's going to throw opening game because we couldn't, we were not going to bump up both Jake Smith and Jake Garland two days. Can't do that. So. You know, Alejandro Rosario is going to throw opening game for us, and right now, you know, it's it, we're, we're kind of in a situation where we've got to be able to utilize a lot of guys out of the pen. Uh, we got to be able to match guys up, and we've been able to do that, um, you know. But we we we, we certainly uh, opening game are going to have to be able to do that just because of the fact that you know Alejandro has not thrown and been extended although he has been extended, but not recently. So we're going to have to uh, put it together on that opening game on Thursday.
1: Well, I like the uh, spirit and fight your team showed on the weekend against Georgia Tech. I think it's going to serve you well here as we get down the home stretch and, and get into the postseason. Best of luck against Louisville.
0: Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U, AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM, driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki.
1: Hurricanes on the road to finish up the regular season in baseball. They will be at Louisville Thursday, Friday, and Saturday before moving on to Charlotte, North Carolina for the ACC baseball tournament. Joining us now is the Hurricanes' leading hitter, Christian Del Castillo. Christian, thanks for being with us. Congratulations on the successful season you've put together so far.
4: I appreciate it very much, Joe.
1: What has it been like for you this year? You've been very consistent. Uh, you start this final series at 374. Uh, I guess you met expectations, exceeded expectations uh, for the season in, in terms of your your personal goals.
4: Um, uh, definitely expectations uh, for sure. But uh, it, it definitely isn't a surprise for me because you know I, I always expect more of, out of myself. And you know, um, even now, you know, I'm just uh, never satisfied on the on the field. You know, there's always a way you can always get better, whether it be hitting, throwing, you know, defensive wise, anything. You know, so definitely there.
1: Does the RBI gene run your family? Between you and your brother, you've combined for 75 RBIs this season.
4: <laughs> I mean, I guess it does if if, if, that, if that's many RBIs. But yeah, you know, we we always want to help the team uh, win as much as we can, and you know, uh, push push our team to the to the like to, to the max, you know. Yeah.
1: You're you're 29 and 17 right now. You had a tough one against FAU, but the Georgia Tech series, I thought your team really showed a taste for battle. Where do you think you are right now as you head into the final weekend of the season?
4: Uh, I think I think we're we're on a good stand. Uh, you know, we're we're, we're barreling up a, a good amount of balls. You know, I think we just have to, to bear down a little more with runners on scoring position, uh, and that would make it a little bit uh, easier on us. You know, it won't won't be as as intense. You know, but uh, I think I think we're doing I think we're doing pretty good uh, against you know any pitcher. Uh, defensive wise, we've been doing really good. And pitching wise, has has really stepped up. So that's a, that's a huge for the whole team.
1: How important was the Georgia tech series, the way you guys battled back on Saturday and Sunday played really hard took two out of three from the team that leads your division.
4: Uh, It it was, it was huge. It was a huge game, uh, especially now at the end of the season, uh, going into this uh, uh, series with Louisville and then going on to the playoffs because, you know, we want to, we want to be hot by the end of the, the season and going into playoffs. Um, so that, so that we can, you know, have the best chance of winning and, and continue on into regionals for sure. So that, that was huge.
1: You have been really versatile. You play left field, you play center field, you play right field. Uh, you've, bat, you've hit third, you've hit fourth, you've hit, I imagine, second. You've done just about everything for the ball club. Uh, how, how much have you embraced that role of just being ready to play wherever Coach Demar needs you?
4: Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's just uh, the mentality uh, within me that saying, like, I, I just want to play. It doesn't matter where I am today. Just just compete. Just bring out the best on the field and, and put everything you've got. Put all the effort you've got.
1: What has your hurricane experience been like this year? You transferred in. We'll get to the part of playing with your brother in a moment. But uh, just being a Miami hurricane this year, what has that experience been like for you?
4: Uh, it's a huge blessing i mean the, just this opportunity uh was uh i'm very thankful for for this opportunity and it, it's been a, it's been great uh being with a new group of guys um and they're a great group of guys so it's it's a it's a great uh bond that we have and it's truly a blessing uh playing for for the Miami hurricanes
1: Christian Del Castillo is our guest, the Hurricanes' leading hitter at three seventy-four. What do you attribute your hitting success to this year?
4: Uh, I would say, uh, you know, trying to keep everything as simple as possible. Um, you know, uh, staying calm within the batter's box, breathing, a, a couple breathing techniques, you know. But uh, keeping everything as simple as possible, taking one pitch at a time. And trying to barrel up as as many balls as possible, just hitting them hard.
1: Have you had to make adjustments during the year? Have you noticed pitchers changing the way they pitch to you now?
4: Uh, yes, throughout the year, uh, you know I, I think they've been mixing up uh, pretty well. But you know, sometimes pitchers that throw a lot outside, I'll, I'll 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 look for an outside pitch a lot, or you know, throughout throughout the game, you just you just can tell like through other uh, two other lefty batters, what are they throwing to them, what are they throwing to to uh, righties and stuff like that. But uh really really I just um I don't really think about that too much. I just if they, if they're just doing it a lot in the majority then I might look for it like first pitch, but I really just look for uh, a zone that, you know, I, I like and and I and I try to hit barrel with it for sure.
1: You, uh, you of course are playing with your brother. What has that experience been like? Playing college baseball with your brother—it's
4: uh, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I can say that for sure. And and uh, yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. It's it's been on a, a truly amazing experience, and you know it, it's it's awesome. It's it's awesome being right by his side.
1: How about for your family to be able to watch? brothers play, family and friends, to be able to watch uh, both you guys play at the same time in the same ballpark, same lineup. What what has that experience been like for everybody around you?
4: Uh, They're... they're probably more excited than us you know because they don't have to go (laughs) they don't have to drive back and forth if i'm on a different team and our brother's on another team and they don't have to drive back and forth seeing both of us is trying to split up so they're 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 definitely more excited than we are since we they get to see us both play on the same field
1: all right let me ask you this your brothers what was it like growing up now I, i have an older brother now, I'm an old man now, but I have an older brother. So uh, when, when we were kids, I think it was more fun to play pickup than organize. But I, was, I never wanted to be on my brother's team. He was older because I always wanted to beat my brother, which I never did. And, and, and later in life, we, we became best friends, but also uh, teammates later in life. Were, were you guys always teammates? Did you like to compete against each other? What, what kind of sibling rivalry did you have?
4: Uh, we, we always had co- uh, competition against each other. Well, we were sometimes on the same team, you know, and, and uh, growing up playing baseball together when we were a lot younger – We were on the same baseball team, but whenever it was like uh, you know pickups for like basketball, football, whatever it was that we played, we would always play. Sometimes it would just be one on one, and he would just kind of like you know finesse his way to try to win and stuff like that. And sometimes he would, he would, he would try. He would find you know little sneaky ways or something in basketball (laughs) stuff. But I I think I I think I definitely made him better uh, (laughs) as a as a as a. like competing-wise for sure uh, now that he's older, and I'm pretty sure he's thankful for that, even though I sometimes uh, beat him up a little too hard, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, having brothers, having a brother, playing against a brother is always fun. It must be very exciting, actually, right, to be there with him day in and day out. There's been a lot of attention on your brother and what his future is going to be. Uh, How much do you help him through that?
4: Absolutely. I mean I, I'm I'm h i am i am help him, you know, every day uh whether it be, you know, like it uh like continue just continue doing what you're doing. Uh like uh you've been working hard this your whole life. Uh don't worry about anything. Just uh you know, take one pitch at a time on the field and stuff like that. And and for sure if he ever needs help with anything I'm always here for him.
1: Christian Del Castillo is our guest. This week, the Hurricanes play Louisville Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Canes on the road finishing up the season. What are your thoughts about this Louisville series? Uh, they always put out a really, really good program with really good pitching.
4: Uh, definitely. It's going to be an exciting series. Uh, it's going to be great for us, too, because, uh, like I said, uh, before, every every team in the ACC has, has good uh, competition. So this is going to be great competition for us. And uh, especially going into playoffs after, uh, but we got to take one game at a time and and compete to our best ability.
1: Uh, the ACC has announced that they're going to have uh, full attendance at the ACC baseball tournament. So as that unfolds, more and more fans will be allowed to go to the ballpark. Um, are you looking forward to playing in front of more fans now?
4: Absolutely. You know the fans make make a great experience, and you know they're always they're always uh. Um, making it making it more of a fun uh, experience. So uh, the more fans, I, I think the better for sure. I, I'm definitely glad about that.
1: Have you thought about your future uh, coming up? The draft is in July. I think you would be eligible to come back to Miami if you wanted. What, what, what are your thoughts on your career moving forward?
4: Um, I'm just taking it one day by day. I, I absolutely want to continue... Um, baseball in the future so we'll see what, what what happens there but uh i'm just taking it day by day you know right now just taking one game at a time throughout the season and and i'll figure the rest later
1: by the way who who do we attribute the success of the del castillo swing to because your swing and your brother's swing is really a thing of beauty how did you guys develop your baseball skills your baseball swing (laughs)
4: my dad yeah the baseball yeah he taught he taught us everything pretty much most most of what we we know about baseball since we were young
1: is that fun to gather the three of you with your with your father after games
4: yes yeah yeah it's 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 great it's great hearing and talking to him and you know even, even now, he still, you know, sometimes you see something and he'll say like, oh, you know, you're doing this, you know, we can work on that or whatever whatever it may be, you know.
1: yeah Well, it's been a lot of fun watching you this year. You just seem to always come through in the clutch, uh, which leads me to my last question. Do you enjoy those situations? I mean, your numbers – with men on base and with the bases loaded are ridiculous. It's like seven hundred with the bases loaded and five hundred with men in scoring position.
4: Uh, absolutely, I, I mean I love being in those situations in baseball. You know, people always talk about those situations, and, and me personally, I wouldn't want to be in a, in a different situation. Uh, uh, you know, with runners on scoring positions, you you don't. It's not like you try to do more. You just you just keep everything the same, but. Uh, you know, it, obviously, you might get a little more anxious or any or or something like that. But um, I just try to stay calm and and at the same time, I tell myself, yeah, like this, this is the position I want to be in. But you know, just still try to hit the ball hard, barrel barrel up the ball back of the middle. You know.
1: Okay. Did you end up with a favorite milkshake?
4: Uh I actually didn't try a, a lot, but I I tried the. But I, I tried just the chocolate, the chocolate one, and they were,
1: they were phenomenal. Yeah, the, the correct answer was the Joe Z. Christian, the Joe Z. shake. There. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I didn't, I didn't get much, much milkshakes. <laughs>
1: All right, that, that that's fine. Uh, got a big weekend series coming up here: Thursday, Friday, Saturday against Louisville. You've had a great season. It's been a lot of fun watching you and your brother play, and continued success for both you and... And your brother Adrian.
4: Oh, I appreciate it, Joe. Thank you very much.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. It's plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way